0: Welcome to Lithium Iron Rocks. It's July 6th. We're going to speak about the lithium market scoreboard and individual companies, what happened in the first half. I would say that uh, Ganfeng was a star, uh, Mineral Resources was a star, Lithium Americas was a star, and and Vulcan Energy, if I'm just looking at uh, price performance uh, overall. There's a huge dichotomy at within the organization of Morgan Stanley, whereby their China analyst has upgraded from an underweight to an overweight Ganfang, essentially saying prices have bottomed and are seeing a huge dichotomy between hydroxide prices and carbonate prices being basically 80% higher. Javier, you know, in, who covers SQM and has been the biggest voice uh, at Morgan Stanley and probably the entire industry, has not differentiated at all with respect to hydroxide. It just focuses on, you know, SQM being the price setter, you know, for the spot price in, in, in carbonate, where the China analyst is now saying, you know, ten to twelve and a half dollars for battery quality hydroxide, but most importantly, in their target price. They're assuming that Ganfeng uh, should trade at something like 18 to 20 times EBITDA two years from now in 2022. It's currently at about a 60 times EBITDA, and so they're expecting you know massive you know EBITDA growth, which we see. Uh, you know, they have a lot of capacity coming online and it, it is with high quality customers. And Vince Andrews at Morgan Stanley, who actually has like a sell on Albemol suggesting that walls price should be, I think, 40 or $50, saying essentially that their contracts are going to be severely negotiated down uh, later this year. So those contracts are going to be disproportionately hydroxide focused. And, uh, you know, he's also saying that the EBITDA of uh uh, uh, you know should be derated further down to to, you know perhaps even the single digits uh you know or very low double digit ganfang it has like an eight and a half billion market cap and that's for a company with about 900 to a billion dollars in sales in total albumall has three and a half billion in sales in total is much more profitable their lithium business is 1.3 billion dollars they have 500 million dollars in ebitda last year Their margins are 37% or so um, just in the lithium business, but it's valued at less than Ganfeng in the market. Morgan Stanley has a sell on that stock, and they've just upgraded to an overweight for Ganfeng. Such are the nuances of the the uncorrelatedness of China markets versus non-China markets. Mineral Resources is a Ganfeng partner, but I think their stock price has been performing largely due to their iron ore business and other businesses, less so lithium. But it is a fact that they are a Ganfeng partner. So maybe there's some halo effect to mineral resources on that, but I'm not fully convinced on that. But another Ganfeng partner, Lithium Americas, has also been you know a stellar performer. But again, I think that might be because of uh, speculation in, in, in part that I caused, You know, since my, my note, which your company might Tesla buy, uh, you know, I think it's Thacker Pass that's driving that much more so than Argentina. But you never know; uh, it could be a, a Ganfeng halo effect there. Why don't you speak a little bit about Ganfeng, and then we'll talk about other companies on the Mr. Market scoreboard, and um, you know, Europe and uh, U.S. opportunities, as well as Australia and the South American ones.
1: As far as Ganfeng is concerned, uh, there are a lot of strong um, attributes to the company, and one not least of which is their ability to pivot between carbonate and hydroxide in terms of their production. That MS report uh, had a dropping off in carbonate and increasing in hydroxide, but they export roughly 70% it was their target, and that was you know reiterated when we spoke to management. That could possibly go up. And, of course, if you're exporting 70% plus into the... Ex China market at uh, elevated prices, then your margins start to look good. The other thing is their ability, The feedback has been on a on a quality, but also on a quality and price. You know, Ganfen's right up there, so they will benefit from the fastest growing lithium demand segment. You know, in the market, which is the battery grade and qualified hydroxide ex China. So got a new plant coming on stream about 25,000 tons coming on in q4 obviously not in one leap you've got to do it in stages but without a doubt by probably 2022 2023 realistically ganfins going to be the biggest um, lithium producer in the world probably and certainly the biggest hydroxide producer so you know a good future for them valuing it you know as you said we're talking about elevated numbers uh, but They've got very strong growth ahead, and um, it's interesting because a lot of people talk about different things and about the China spot price, but if you look at the valuation of all of the lithium incumbents, a recovery in price is definitely being priced in um, from a uh, from a China spot price perspective, and certainly the export markets are expected to stay uh, fairly buoyant as well. So um, we'll see uh, how Ganfren goes. Obviously, it also operates in other segments like lithium, metal, and so on. But the battery quality and qualified hydroxide market is definitely the driver in um, the positive sentiment and I think warranted with a company that um, really is able to deliver and produce the goods. It's got a very low capex, costs per tonne about $5,000 or less, a ton in China and, uh, you know, growing with exposure to LAC and and some other projects back in Aura, you know, offshore, which will drive it down the cost curve, uh, you know, relative to, uh, you know, arm's length, embodiment concentrate purchases out of
0: Australia. Investing in Ganfeng, I think you're investing, you know, for... Uh, you know, carbonate and hydroxide, you know, volume and price. You look at South Korean imports
1: and you look at who's benefiting, it's Ganfen. Market yeah. share continues to climb. So they're qualified, they're in the system, and, you know, that's where the demand is coming from. We've got two big tickets with VW and with BMW as offtake partners. Tesla and the like would definitely go with them, so they're perfectly positioned.
0: They are, and all of those uh, tons are pretty much, um, you know, hard rock converted uh, into hydroxide. You know, Albemarle has been focused on uh, their growth, uh, from hard rock, you know, as well. Livent uh, did a convertible bond uh, this month, uh, the stock price took a major hit. Um, the, the cost of capital of that was not super low, uh, it was like over f- about four and a quarter percent. Um, and then the the price, the conversion price was was fairly low. I forget, 850 8, or something like that, 30% up. But uh, most importantly was the size. The convert was between 220. I think with the green shoe, maybe it'll be 250. But they were replacing a 400 plus you know, plus 200 revolver, which they really couldn't draw on because they're hitting their covenants. But uh, they had 210 million of drawn revolver that's basically just going to be replaced by this convert which puts at question their expansion in argentina they don't have capital you know if they're not generating internal cash flow uh which i guess they they did not last quarter they they had a loss so i'm expecting in their um second quarter announcement uh, that that their expansion you know is very much on hold which puts in question i mean they have uh, an mou with lg chem for more hydroxide tons uh, they have like a half built bessemer city you know hydroxide conversion but if they can't produce more carbonate um you know what are they going to do on the uh, you know w- w- with that hydroxide so they seem a bit stuck and they're they're waiting you know for a a fear uh, a price spike um then lithium hydroxide uh, as Paul Graves said kind of in a in a fireside chat. I don't want to speak so much about, you know, Tangshi, but I do want to mention it. But you know, the Green Bushes thing is outstanding. But it, it seems like the machinations and everybody who I'm speaking to are just the consensus is there's no effing way that uh, China is gonna let this out of their hands. And even with, you know, FERB approval, you know, there are ways kind of around that. So um, watching it closely, hoping you know that a fair, you know, situation were to happen to enable Albemarle to kind of take control, uh, you know, to, to, to have you know Tangxi basically pay for its mistakes. But uh, I think that's unlikely. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Xi still has a nearly five billion market cap. You know, the size of the company is nearly the same size of SQM, you know, a company that is... But then there's this, this small matter of $3.5 you know. In, 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 in debt, yeah. So, again, the, the cost of capital in China is not what it is in in America. Um, how much of that is, you know, government-supported unleveling the playing field versus just the, the quirkiness of, you know, the way the Chinese market operates do you want to speak a little bit about Altura and Pilbara uh, before we go into, you know, LAC and the uh, developing companies?
1: Yeah, with Altura, they've signed uh, a decent offtake agreement with Shanshan, Shan, one of their key shareholders. Um, the terms were interesting. It was There was some, you know, talk of it being linked to their costs, the volumes uh, showed, you know, Shanshan uh, having a realistic view about how they're going to ramp up their new hydroxide plant, you know, 40,000, I think it, it, it equated to about, uh, sorry, 60,000, it equated to about 8,000 tons LCE equivalent, so uh, quite a lot less in their capacity, but they'll need to get their production right and ramp up. Um and again, good to see that uh, Altura their material is always uh, in demand, and Shanchan has the potential to take up more than that that agreed if there is some unallocated production capacity out of altura so um, a good deal obviously Altura has its challenges in terms of finances, but the product that produces And being able to keep pushing at close the nameplate will help them keep their cash costs uh, at a lower level. You know, the Aussie dollar has moved a bit. It's strengthened since the last while. So it will be interesting to see their cash costs when they release now um, on the June quarter. But uh, good to see that they have uh, most of their production now assigned.
0: You make a good point on the currency uh, in the th- depths of the uh, COVID crisis. Uh, you know, the Aussie dollar hit like fifty nine sixty. I looked, in while I was doing the scoreboard, it was all the way back down, back up to sixty nine. So, in, in line with kind of the S and P and U S markets, uh, you know, hitting, uh, um, you know, re- recovering almost everything, uh, the currency has also kind of gone back to where where it was. So that's going to, that 15% is going to hit directly to them. So it will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, on the hard rock side, Sigma Lithium in uh, Brazil announced, uh, actually we were mentioning on Livent side, you know, the cost of capital here. They got, I think it was 5% or LIBOR plus 4 or 5% for a $45 million green project finance, you know, from Socgen, uh with long duration. I think it was like six years. It was secured compared to Liven's unsecured Convert, but for a developing company not yet in production to have such a low interest rate compared to Pilbara again, which was 12%, and Altura, which was 15%, this is a really positive um, development uh, in in the overall lithium space. I mean, Damasco also had a a crazy high interest rate, right? I've not seen anything this low. Um, Project finance of this type is it, it you know, happens in copper and gold, but you know the, the, the banks often force you to hedge uh, to, to protect their their loan. In, in lithium, you can't hedge. So um, uh, I think there's a very positive sign for Sigma and the economics you know, of that project. There are still a few things that need to be um, boxes to be ticked on a diligent side. They do need to raise you know 10 million of equity. But Mitsui, which has a 30 million prepay, they've given three million so far. Uh, This project finance will trigger the remaining 27 million of that. So even within this very depressed spa market, you're having a Western European bank writing a a, you know significant uh, check at, at attractive terms. I've seen you know, the Sigma Core. It's very
1: good material. It will be interesting to see what uh, they can get as pricing and if that has any ramifications linked to the loan.
0: This is coming from a European bank. It was very heavily focused on green um, all over the, the press release. And likewise, Livent, uh, their loan was within the sustainability principles. So, this, the topic of sustainability and finance uh, is, is happening. They're market terms, but uh, what I'll say in Sigma's case, it's coming from a European bank. There have been lots of other signals within Europe of uh, uh, support across the battery supply chain. The European Investment Bank, uh, which had invested in Northvolt, has now also invested in Yumacor loaned money to Yumacor and their cathode plant after also investing you know in LG chem there's this division called uh, the Eit inno Energy which um, you know signed a, a small I think eight hundred thousand dollars you know plus plus later you know for infinity uh, but Savannah and Vulcan have also been um, I guess identified by this Eit inno energy so there are incremental steps on the uh, within the EU of financing, uh, you know, various things. And, you know, that's a positive because we got to reduce the cost of capital uh, in this industry to get more of these projects funded.
1: In terms of Europe, they are doing everything the right way. They've got carrot and stick, they've got bio subsidies, they've got CO2 emission penalties, they've got these uh, subsidies for Uh, you know domestic supply chain in the battery cell now they're looking at cathode and looking at upstream so and there's also a lot going on in terms of infrastructure and and charging infrastructure for vehicles and then now introducing you know earlier banning dates on uh, on the sale of of internal combustion engines There, there really is a coordinated plan in Europe and I guess it, it, it's no surprise that they're surprising on the upside in terms of sales, in terms of commitment from OEMs, um, and uh, you know it looks like there is no turning back from from that side.
0: Yeah, but, but all of the things you mentioned are you know more downstream. The fact that it's now showing up upstream, right, in the mining <laughs> through this EIT Inno you know, Energy. And then so look, look, SG is not. This is not government funded. This is private funded. But um, I wonder to what 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 extent you know it's it's not just like oil companies, um, you know, to invest in things which are not fully uh, you know uh, commercial, but they do it for PR purposes. I'm not saying that SG is doing this for PR purposes, but maybe they have uh, a commitment internally uh, to burnish their green credentials to to be seen to be. Uh, you know, financing uh, green energy mining projects. And hats off to to Sigma who have been really pounding the table on the ESG thematic, you know, from from the get-go. But but
1: also, I I think just from a competitive level, you know, it'll be interesting to see updated numbers, but their topics, you know, and in terms of the processing and the the quality of the material that they're going to produce is decent as far as, the spodumene concentrate universe goes. They have a very good uh, product, and they're well
0: positioned on the cost. De- de- definitely. I mean, they're talking—I don't know—two hundred dollar cash cost, even though the transport cost is is far further away. Uh, but Altura has been mentioning this as well. The, the quality matters uh, uh, not just on the end product, but you know, from uh, across the, the, the raw spodumene. I guess the Fajmin concentrate 6%, you know, course, you know, versus fines or, you know, and, and uh, matters greatly. So I know Primero is the, uh, the EPC there. And, uh, we've spoken to Cam Henry in the past and he's said fantastic things about that project. Uh, looking forward to, yeah, as to I said, I,
1: I saw it minds and money. I, I went to the booth and chatted and had a look at the core samples and, um, and uh, sort of dug a little bit deeper, and it is, it's is—it's a very, it's a very very good material. So, um, again, what do converters want? Again, it's not the end of the world. It, it is better, but as long as you produce a consistent product, and even if it's consistent with impurities, as long as it's impurities that can be removed without too much cost and technical hitch, then you're on to a good thing. Um, and it would appear that... Um, you know, there's, there's certain players, the guys seem to certainly be happy with working with Altura's material. And I think, you know, uh, Sigma looking at the deposit, you know, there's a there's a pretty good chance that they can produce a very consistent and manageable from an impurity side product, which, you know, yes, we, you know, we've discussed uh, oversupply in that sense. And, um, you know, <laughs> Chinese converters are limited in what they can pay. Ultimately, if they're going to be selling into the China spot market, but you know, all things uh, considered, you know, Sigma has um, is, uh, is is well suited to being uh, it being taken up. But I guess ultimately, you know, financials and economics count. But you know, on the face of it, they they seem to be well positioned, and I think. That probably uh, played a role in, in um
0: decision making. Yeah, and a question: Long term, is is this only going to be destined to China? That's currently where all the hard rock conversion is. But um, you know, if someone develops uh, you know, conversion in Europe and the U.S. or if Namaska, uh, you know, or North American lithium uh, ever get up and running, uh, you, you could have conversion. Um, that doesn't go all the way, or they'll have customers other than the Chinese customers because um, those Chinese. Customers well, I
1: guess I, I guess that's where the Mitsui involvement, you know, comes into play. But
0: um... well, well, we'll see. I don't know if Mitsui is uh, going to do like uh, Toyota Sushio with or a Cobra and, and build their own plant. But you got POSCO is looking to take uh, you know Pilbara's material. Look, and, and you have Neo Metals is talking about you know in India. Uh, downstream conversion and AMG uh, out of Brazil is looking to convert in Germany and Piedmont is looking to convert, you know, in North Carolina. So in time, Sigma's material hopefully will have a home other than, you know, in China because just selling to China, you know, we saw what happened with um, Alita, you know, and it's it's caused some suffering for Altura and Pilbara and even Galaxy as well. Uh, on to other areas I, I mentioned Vulcan energy just uh, really quickly uh, last year in, in the bear market you know Town was a company out of nowhere made a discovery and you know that stock defied gravity while everything else was falling um, a similar dynamic seems to be happening with Vulcan which kind of came out of nowhere this year they managed to raise I think four, three to four million dollars uh, at, re- at a reasonable price you know no warrant Um uh, you know, this is a geothermal uh, project. You know, in Germany, still very early. Um, there's Still a lot to prove. But geothermal uh, in California has also garnered some attention. A controlled thermal, and you know, Berkshire Hathaway uh, is BHR Minerals, and there's Energy Source. You know, what used to be the, the symbol. Um, it, it, you know, but but those controlled thermal and B H R recently got some government funding out of California, so we've been fans of DLE We've talked about e3 metals and liven partnership as an oil field brine uh, There are other unconventional brines, but but the geothermal story is one that we're we're watching um, you know on a, on a global basis and Wanted to comment uh, also within Europe. Uh, I'll mention a, a, a Project no one really talks about too much, but I know garrett feeling, you know has has liked it, which is the cinevec Project um, in the czech republic that has now been taken over actually if all the projects in europe other than jadar, I think uh, uh, In serbia on the rio tinto the cinevec project, you know 32 million us dollars being invested by a state-owned check utility, right? So you have a, a nine billion market cap company. Uh, it has state support. It is a utility. You know, we we're talking about like where's the oil companies, where's the tech companies, where where's new money going to come from to develop lithium projects? Here, you have a little bit of a sleeper uh, in the czech state uh basically saying you know we're going to get into the lithium business still a lot to prove there of the asset uh we're not going to get into the details too much uh because i don't know the project that well and i'm not convinced that european metal holdings is a fantastic way to play what is now a minority position you know in that project we, we've never been i've never been fans of being a minority partner in a project, um, I'm, I'm a fan generally, and then rooting for the success of Standard Lithium. Uh, but you know that they've already baked the cake with their you know partner Langsess, You know, giving them seventy percent, you know, maybe sixty percent. But it, it is worth watching. Can Europe develop a source of supply? Uh, look, there's Infinity, there's Savannah, there are other kind of hard rock projects, but. The Cinevec project has uh, now, um, you know, it had some kind of Czech, you know, cloud and, and takeover, uh, you know, noise around it. But it, 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 the game seems to be with with the Czech government, and it's just something that we're we're watching. Uh, Argentina and South America broadly. I just want to comment quickly. I think uh, you know the Argentina. Still politically is problematic. You know, there's neo-lithium. There's millennial lithium, which actually got their EIA uh, You know, so that's attractive. There's a number of advanced projects lake Resources, uh, you know with lilac uh, is making some progress but but broadly, you know sentiment toward Brines in Argentina, you know has not been, you know, super great and I don't see that changing uh, in the short term uh, lithium Power, a company we, we we've known well, you know, has I got they got their EIA approved earlier this year. Uh, and they're just waiting for Cadelco. But with COVID, with COVID impacting, you know, Chile copper in particular, which hurts Cadelco, you know, the timing uh, of when you know that project's gonna advance is, is also a question. It was good to see that a lot of the insiders were were buying stock in lithium power in the past few weeks, uh, so that woke up the share a little bit. But um, I won't comment more on uh, on South America other other than that, um, except also to say that, you know, again, Lithium America's ha- stock prices now, the valuation of the company is $460 million. That's half the valuation of Livent. It's more than Pilbara. It's almost as much as AMG Advanced. Metallurgical, you know, this for a company that now has 90 million of secured debt to Ganfeng. And, you know, a question I have there's two questions I have on LAC that, uh, you know, their shareholder agreement with Ganfeng has not been made public. Their debt with Ganfeng and bank check has not been made public. Um, but with all of these delays, there's just a lot of debt risk. Um, I don't know if there's a force majeure clause within there. Debt, uh, you know, that might be able to get them to wriggle out of it. But, but if not, uh, you know, as good a partner as Ganfeng is, if Lax not able to pay, or if Min- Minera XR is not generating sufficient cash flow to, for, to enable it to pay back their debt, you know, is, is there a scenario where Ganfeng, you know, I guess takes more control, you know, of, of that project? You know, we've we've just seen what happens with secured debt. Alito went out of business, high secured debt. Emasco went out of business, and uh, Altura is like sweating, you know, beyond belief, and their share price has been under pressure, as has Pilbara. So, secured debt is is a real risk, you know, that's not talked about um, enough, you know, with respect to to lithium Americas. Yes, they have a great partner, um, you know, but another thing I'll say, you know, on that is just the Argentina is is desperate for hard currency, so. The export tax, you know, that's out there. You see what's happened with the soybean, you know, company. It looks like they're taking it over, um, nationalizing it. it. You know, might they go after the lithium industry uh, more aggressively? Um, you know, to, to garner, you know, hard currency. So that's just another risk to, you know, lax, you know, direct cash flows. You know, but Thacker Pass. Look again, the valuation is very high. There's a lot of speculation. I wrote this note. You know, which lithium company might Tesla buy? Uh, it was picked up, you know, by Clean Technica and, and a couple of other, you know, groups out there. So I do think that that some of that speculation with the Tesla halo, uh, you know, is, is is playing into that. You know, my speculation on might Tesla buy it was also at a much lower valuation. Elon Musk tweeted, you know, referencing clay, referencing brine, but also referencing how difficult those are to make, you know, super high purity uh, lithium hydroxide. So. To be seen, but uh, you know, rooting for Lithium Americas. Uh, I think in general, the United States. There's Lithium Americas, there's Ioneer, which had a definitive feasibility study. You know, Standard Lithium, which is advancing their project, and then the Piedmont came out with their PFS. You know, all four of these companies by this time next year might be in a position to be looking to be fully funded. Right, you're permitted. Uh, and ready to you know raise cap full capital look the world needs it uh, needs all four of those projects you know and then some that we've talked about the need for 50 hydroxide plants over the next 8 years and probably 75 you know if you include carbonate plants so 30 to 40 billion dollars 4 to 5 billion dollars every year needs to be invested i like companies with clean capital structures all equity and preferably um you know if they're uncontracted, unpartnered today, like uh, you know, Ioneer is is in that camp, you know, Piedmont's in that camp. As I mentioned, Standard Lithium already has a good partner, uh, they just need to prove the concept. The United States, I think, is a very interesting space. There's a number of private companies. So, we mentioned controlled thermal and Berkshire Hathaway, there's also energy source minerals, you know, and geothermal, and there's a few others that we're tracking, you know, not on the Mr. Market scoreboard. The uh,
1: one thing to point out, Howard, that's a big appeal for something like energy sources, there's already geothermal there. So the brine is already at surface. That's makes right. It hugely, makes it very attractive because you're dealing with it already uh, being brought to surface by someone
0: else. That's right. Geothermal is something we're digging into a bit more deeply. And uh, as we are a number of, um, you know, some other private unconventional stories. Uh, Last thing I'll mention, I think, is just on on back in Nora. There hasn't been much news there, but uh, that is the most advanced clay project. It has a, a great partner in ganfeng uh, the mining minister said some you know weird things uh, last week or two weeks ago with respect to nationalization possibility of all of lithium and then I saw like the, the major union you know push back on the mining minister and basically said no way are you gonna do that you're not going to risk you know jobs and investments so Those things are, uh, you know, they're they're out there. Political risk is 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 very real again, which is why we, we, to the extent we can get, you know, North American supply, U.S. supply, Canadian supply, Australia very reliable. uh, But you've talked about the possibility of, uh, you know, the downstream conversion into hydroxide as a as a busted flush, right? You know the lithium 2.0 We had all this enthusiasm in Argentina He had all this enthusiasm in Western Australia and lithium valley kind of downstream I think You know outside of kemerton, you know those 50,000 tons you know, Will Quinana Tangshi ever get built or will that now go to scrap? That's a big question mark uh, we'll, we'll see. Still a lot of questions. The Namaska, I'm, I'm anxiously waiting to see. They had eight bidders, um, and they're going to narrow that down. Uh, uh, still rooting, you know, for some success there. Uh, but uh, w- w- you know, to to be seen if that's just going to be a Spodjamine story, or if that's going to be if, if, if bidders are coming in. Uh, on the Shawinigan, you know, downstream, you know, or some alternative, uh, you know, maybe more conventional uh, conversion technology. In lithium ion rocks, lithium ion bull, and through our respective LinkedIn and Twitter posts, Rodney and I may share with our audience some rationale for a stock for which we have conviction to own or not to own. If you agree or disagree with and act on or against the rationale of anything said or written in this or any other lithium-ion rocks or lithium-ion bull, that's your free choice. But to be clear, what you are listening to or reading is not investment advice and may not be unbiased. It should not be construed as an investment recommendation to buy or sell any security. Rodney and I are not registered investment advisors nor broker-dealers. Please visit libull.com for further disclaimers.